0: Talk Radio 77 WABC. You're my best friend. Boy. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. from our friends. 77 WABC.
1: Now, just to get here, Liberty and Bell had to beat some tough odds in competition. They had to work hard to show patience and be willing to travel over a thousand miles. You could say even this harder than getting a, a ticket to the Renaissance tour or 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 Britney's Rip, Rip tour. She's down in... It's kind of warm in Brazil right now. Look, folks.
0: There's your idiot president who, in this one, confused Brittany Spears with Taylor Swift, but... That's the least of his issues. You know how many people have to make this point? You know I respect Michael Goodwin. I like him a lot. I respect him. He's a terrific writer. But he's a, he's a Democrat. That's what he is. So he, he writes these articles where he criticizes Joe Biden, where he criticizes Eric Adams, and he wants a medal. The truth is he doesn't criticize these guys enough. To criticize them, big effing deal. He doesn't criticize them enough. So yesterday, we had a fight. Literally a fight on the air. Because I said that Biden is complicit in these attacks on Israel. And I still feel that way. I don't care what he says, how pro-Israel he comes off in his press conferences. He's in bed with Iran. Not just once, twice in the Obama administration, and now once again. Was there for the original Iran deal with Obama, and Kerry wanted to do it again. Has loosened restrictions, nullified sanctions, giving that country tons of money. That is called complicit. I don't care how smart Michael Goodwin is, what a good writer is, that's complicit. That's the definition right there. So I'm doubling down on that this morning. And I must have gotten a ton of messages yesterday, a ton, from folks who were like, Sid, you're right. I don't know what the hell Michael Goodwin's talking about. If Michael Goodwin admits that Biden, in fact, has done all this, then he's agreeing with me. But yet he didn't. It was kind of odd. Anyway. Talking about odd, my next guest is here every weekday at this time. He gets big, big ratings, doing the Rip and Read noon to one, every weekday afternoon, overnight weekends, and then, of course, with me here. And he was the one, Curtis, who told me about this redistricting, which may come back and bite people like Nicole Maliotakis and Mike Lawler in the ass. That's why I reached out to Mike Lawler, who was on moments ago, and once again, Curtis, you're right on the money. You
1: heard, you heard the cons-
0: Is that the wrong microphone
1: again? There we go. Yeah, again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wrong uh, way, uh. Curtis Lee. Will hey, microphone.
0: welcome to WABC. <laughs>
1: no, my fault. My fault. But I will tell you this. You could hear the concern in Lawler's voice. Oh, yes. There is a cabal. The Democrats have decided, hey, all the Republican gains when the lines were fair and square, you had a separate arbiter who actually drew the lines, made it a fair race. And all those races were close, but a lot of Republicans won, whereas they could not have won before. And now they've decided with vengeance to come back, wipe out Lola, wipe out Nicole Maliotakis, wipe out D'Esposito, just basically clear the table. And that's why you and I, we got to rally around these folks, because without moderate Democrats and independents, they may not be able to hold on to their seats, and that's something I do really well. In fact, you saw that piece by Bob Capano, who wrote, hey, it's time to rally around Curtis Sliwa for mayor in the GOP because he went district by district. Look, he beat Adam here. He had more moderate Democrats. He got independence here in that very district where Justin Brandon killed Ari Kagan. I had beaten Adams because I got independents. I got moderate Democrats. We got to help our friends because if they lose... That's it for New York. There's no hope left for New York whatsoever. I agree with you. So do you think they're going to lose? Honestly. The way the Democrats want to draw the lines, I know those districts well, Lawler's district, I know Nicole Maliatakis. It'll be a very tough uphill battle for them to retain the seats if the Democrats get their way. And right now they're on their way to victory. They, they fixed the court. Uh, This judge recused herself, won't even say why she recused herself. (laughs) It's like you put two guns to her head and say, you're going to sit this one out because you're you're questionable. You know, it's like when the mob tries to fix a fight, right, and they go up to the three judges, and one of the judges is, I don't know, and they put the guns to their head, and they say, "Uh, you're going to do it our way, or you're going to be in a pine box six feet under.
0: Talking about doing it our way, it turns out that your good, good, good friend, the man that you may be running against, who knows? In your next bid for mayor coming up, Eric Adams, quote unquote, reassigned Brianna Suggs
1: yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he called it. What does that mean exactly? Well, yeah. originally he claimed that she was his main fundraiser. That's that's nonsense. She was 23 years old. Uh, she got involved in his campaign to become mayor. She really all she did accompany him to the fundraiser, she carried the booster bag. So if you wrote a check, Sid, she would take the check. Then she brought all the checks back to her office. She did the spreadsheet. Uh, she deposited them, make sure they didn't bounce. If they bounced, she'd come over to you and bounce to you. I, would you write a new check? Uh, yeah, she was basically a clerk, an accountant. And now she ain't going to take the rap because the FBI raided her location And actually, Eric was, that's my number one fundraiser. I have implicit support for her the rest of the way. And yesterday at his once a week only press conference, only one press conference a week, he said, well, she's no longer part of my campaign team. And then we find out that the lawyer that he had gotten her so that she wouldn't drop time on him, uh, she has now decided to go her separate way smart and get her own attorney because Let's face it, the attorneys that Eric Adams would get for her would in no way, shape, or form endanger her Medici, Eric Adams. Now she's going to go before the grand jury. She's not going to be wanting to do any serious time, and she's going to give up Eric Adams. I'm telling you, he's the target of this investigation. I've been telling you Sid and <laughs> everybody else about this since the beginning. So, on that day that her no, no, home was raided on no. Lincoln Place in Crown Heights, the FBI did 12 other raids that very day. Didn't I tell you that? You did tell me that, And yes. people like Gnomeladen. Oh, I can't beat him up. HR yeah. contacted me and said, Gnomeladen has had a lobotomy. Be nice to him. <laughs> Stop beating him up. Yeah. Uh, Gnomeladen, <laughs> John uh, James Flippin'. Oh, what do you mean a dozen other? A dozen other No, you raids. were right. You were right.
0: at info at gobbledaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. But here's where you're going to be wrong. So last night at my monthly buddy guy dinner with the great Keith Cantruitz and um, Anthony Carone, I love Anthony Carone like a brother. I don't care what you think about him. I, don't, I really don't. I love him. Um, we had a nice uh, group of guys out there. Right we had uh, other folks as well. But uh, Mike Kemper, I happen to like Mike Kemper a lot. He is the head of uh, the chief of transit, I believe the most decorated Jewish cop in the history of the NYPD. He is what we call a mensch, and his wife, Marilyn, is lovely, too. And we had a great dinner last night, but the first thing I said to him was, you know, me and Curtis are talking today about this potential for these pro-Palestinian animals, which is what they are, animals, animals. Showing up at the Rockefeller Center tree lighting tonight. They've already warned people. They're amassing in big numbers. They've got flyers out there that they are coming tonight to cause a stir. And he said, Sid, look at me. It ain't going to happen. They're not getting anywhere near the tree. There ain't going to be no stir. Take it from me, Michael Campero. I love dearly. It ain't going to happen.
1: What is he going to assign? The robot that's part of the transit police at 42nd Times. Hey, Mike Kempler, how's that robot working out where you have to assign two cops to protect the robot from being vandalized, desecrated, and thrown in front of a moving train? Hey, forget Kempler. He's a little pissier on What do you mean, the Kempler?
0: Chart. There's no L in his name. Whatever that is. name Michael Kemper.
1: Yeah, I remember him from the 75th precinct. I'm talking about no cujones caban. No, cojones, come on. That's
0: my friend, the uh, commissioner, yeah, Eddie Caban. Yeah, yeah, he He's a good guy. Me Wait tam- a second. Wait a second. When Keyshawn Sewell was leaving. Yes. And now she started her job with the Mets. Good yes. luck to her.
1: Yes. He was the first guy you wanted to exactly. get the job. And I made a horrible mistake. You see, what? Like, uh, 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 look at it. Your Palestinian enemies have been running all over the streets. They took over the Manhattan Bridge. They took over the Brooklyn Bridge. They desecrated the Fifth Avenue Library, and they put it right on the Jewish guy's benefactor's name from uh, Blackstone, who donated all that money for the Fifth Avenue Library. They're Jews for Hamas. They're they're enemies of you, Sid. And how come the NYPD lets them run roughshod all over the city? So tonight, your friend, the transit police chief. By the way, did you hear Noam Layden's story about how bad things are in the subway? They're getting better. That's his lead story. That is a hot mess. It's getting better. What the hell is he having dinner with you? He should be down in the slime and grime of the
0: subway. So he's not allowed to have dinner? He worked a 13-hour shift yesterday. Oh, I feel,
1: where's, the, where's the small violin? Yeah. So no cojones, Caban yeah. is finally going to man up and stop these Palestinian, Jews for Palestinian you know, demonstrators from stopping the annual Christmas yes, tree lighting. they're not,
0: not going to be Michael Kemper and all those guys. And what's funny is, I remember uh, Jeff Madry, who I uh, hung out with at the New York City Marathon, sweet guy, uh, his name came up. You didn't want him. Uh, all these names came up. You didn't want them. And then you're okay with Eddie Caban. Now he's now no balls Eddie Kaban. Well, are you, are you proud of what he's been able to do to I, all I, these protesters? You know, I, I, I got to tell you something.
1: They freaking glued I, their listen, heads on Sixth Avenue and blocked the I, Thanksgiving Day parade, Sid. I'm
0: going to tell you this, okay? No one hates these pro-Palestinians more than me. Nobody. Including you. You're right there with me, okay? For the Jewish people love you. Nobody. But to blame Eddie Caban. For what's going on in the city is kind of like blaming Buck Showalter for the Mets.
1: Eddie Caban answers to people. He's not the boss. What did Steve Cohen do to Buck Showalter? He fired him. Thank you. But he gave him two years. Doesn't matter. Not two
0: months. Thank you. Eddie Caban only has so much damn power in this city. It's not up to him. Okay, so, Where's the governor? Where's the mayor? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where are the people that okay. that make legislation? Okay, so this stupid First Amendment everybody loves, which I can wipe my ass with let, these days. Let's
1: go to the mayor. The other day, I sent you the picture of how hardworking the mayor is <laughs> making a ridiculous hand sign while raising the Albanian flag. He was flag. at a pro-Israel dinner last oh, night. Oh, isn't that great? Where? At Cipriani's? Yes. Well, how much did it cost to get into that place? <laughs> not Could know. an average Jew afford to get in there? The answer <laughs> is no. Probably not, no. Were they, uh, were they contributing to his legal defense <laughs> I, I, I I don't were know. Were there lots of Jews there? That's right, because he knows Jewish money is good. Their checks don't bounce. Come on, Sid. This is a guy that supported Farrakhan in the 90s. This is a guy who was there without Slim Shady Sharpton. He made some mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Did he apologize? The answer is no. I apologize for saying Eddie Caban would be a good police commissioner. Hey, no, cojones Caban, do something tonight. Talking
0: about apologies. So I mentioned this morning that I'm going out to Los Angeles sometime in January or February. At least that's the rumor to be in this movie, That's Amore, with John Travolta. Christopher Walken. Oh,
1: oh, now I'm getting excited. Psycho I know, boy. Seven
0: Psychopaths. Christopher Walken. Yes. Dre D'Amadio, Talia Shire, a host of others, the Mayo Gordia, and uh, Nick Vallelonga, who won two Academy Awards for the movie Green Book, is making this movie. And the rumors are I'm going to have a role. But it turns out, talking about apologies. You've got a story that involves both Christopher Walken and Jimmy Kahn, yes. the late, great Jimmy Kahn. Well, you had to apologize. Yeah, I
1: love I love uh, Psycho Boy, Christopher Walken. His family owned the bakery in Astoria. As you know, he's been in some of the greatest movies, always psychotic. King of New York, I'm the great king of movie, New York. Great movie. Notice how he put all the brothers in place. He yeah. said, I'm up the river, and none of you came to visit <laughs> me, huh? That's funny. Now I'm back. Now you want favors and privileges from me, huh? So clearly you've
0: forgiven Christopher Walken... And I guess Robert Wagner for killing Natalie Wood. No, I, I want you to ask allegedly. him that
1: question. I want you to ask, what happened to <laughs> Natalie Wood, 1981, off Catalina? What happened? I'll tell you what happened. Wood doesn't float. No, no, please. <laughs> would you would you go up and say, hey, Chris, you know, there's a statute of limitation. Did you choke her out? What did you do? Did you throw yeah. her into first the thing when I, First thing I'm going to say to him is, why'd you do it? <laughs> now, do you know what college he went to? Uh He went to, uh I'm going to go with St. John's. No, no, good guess. He went where all the great actors and directors went. Maestro, when they were the Pop fine Stroh. judgment. You want to hear something really weird? Talking about Christopher
0: Walken and Natalie Wood. Yes. You know what Lou just told me in my ear? This is unbelievable.
1: Today is actually the day that Natalie Wood died. Yes. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. Thank you. Very good recall, Lou. That's why I'm I'm integrating the story into the piece. You may as well go at Miracle on Thirty Fourth
0: Street too. It's Christmas time. And she was in that, too. Look, all these right, things. Right, very good. I
1: want to I wanna <laughs> ask your very dear cousin, Norm Coleman, right? Yeah. yeah. He went to Hofstra. Yeah. Yes, he did. When they were the Flying Dutchmen. Now they call themselves Pride. Well, back then he was what, smoking. Uh, what is that about gays and lesbians? Why do they call themselves Pride? I don't know. What's but, wrong but, with being the Flying Dutchman, right? Wayne Quebec, remember? Yes, what he was a there. great player. Lainey Kazan. Oh, my God. Was, oh, God. Guys were having um, erectile non-dysfunction yeah, but when they would was see hot. a picture of Lainey Kazan. Well,
0: my cousin. Went there. Don't forget, those were the days when he had long hair, smoking pot with Abby Hopman, going to Woodstock. Before he became this clean cut Kennedy esque uh, state senator from the great state of Minnesota. Went
1: there also, Randy Levy and my husband in law, David Patterson.
0: In the meantime, Bruce Blakeman is trying to get the lady who runs that school fired. She is a poser, Dr. Poser. She's no good. So quickly, we've got
1: about three minutes to go. Yes. Give me the whole apology story with Jimmy Kahn. So Jimmy Kahn went there. That's where he met Francis Ford Coppola. That's how he ended up in The Godfather. And he was a neighbor of Congressman Peter King in Sunnyside, Queens. Oh, Congressman King loved James Kahn. And so I'd be busting his horns about his affiliation with Andrew, Andy, Mushroots or the Colombo crime family. So it's March 26th, and actually on your birthday, you look at all the other people that are noted. He said, okay, Diana Ross, Steven Tyler, Curtis Sleewa. He calls up his lawyer. He goes, I want this guy to apologize. I want a retraction. He's always calling me a member of the Colombo crime family. So the powers that be at AM 970, the answer that nobody listens to. What a waste of my four years going over there. They don't have any answers. Exactly. (laughs) Demanded that I apologize, and they gave me the apology letter from the lawyer, and I read it word for word. I would like to take this opportunity to correct a few statements I made in earlier broadcasts on my show concerning the well-known actor James Caan. Contrary to my prior statements... Mr. Khan was not in attendance at a court hearing involving Andrew Russo in New York on April 15, 2011, and therefore he did not kiss Mr. Russo on the mouth at that hearing as I previously stated. I also falsely stated that Mr. Khan was a trisexual. I have no knowledge about Mr. Khan's sexual preferences or activities, and it was not my intention to question Mr. Khan's sexual preferences or activities. Although Mr. Khan had written a letter to the judge in support of Mr. Russo obtaining bail, I incorrectly referred to that letter as a friend of the court brief. <laughs> Further, Mr. Russo did not assist Mr. Khan in his early acting career. I retract my earlier baseless comments about Mr. Khan and sincerely apologize for making them. <laughs> you know, that
0: uh, sounded eerily similar to a point in my career When I also had to read a written apology on the air. Yes. Not 970, the answer, which nobody listens to. Nobody does. I missed in the morning a WFAN, which had millions and millions. And I had to read a letter similar to that that I I wrote, mind you, to Richard Venus and Serena Williams. But
1: your letter was a
0: lot more entertaining. Did you really accuse Jimmy Conn of all that?
1: And he was guilty of all that. And you know what? After I read the letter, his lawyer wrote the letter. I read it word for word. Right? You heard the sincerity dripping from my lips. The Colombo crime family said, I can't believe he actually turned this into his favor. He's since read that letter 40 times at the start of every show that he did that nobody listens to. So you know what? Let's put a hit out on the guy. And then they all said, boss, boss, we're still in a war with one another. You know, the Cuomo crime family, the gang that couldn't shoot straight. If we can't even kill one another, how the hell are we going to kill him? You know, the Gambitos tried that, and, and it didn't work. I don't know. You figure it out, right? What are you, Mensa? Get out there and whack this guy. Oh, so if all of you out there want your apologies by the beginning of the year, you want me to bend and bow and buck, friends or foes, just know that deep in the bowels of hell wearing his asbestos suit right now, Jimmy Conn, best friend of Congressman Peter King in Sunnyside, Queens, is saying to himself, I should have never looked up March 26th, my birthday, because it caused me undue grief and harm. Good for you, Jimmy Conn. May you burn in hell.